You are listening to the Oracle of Light podcast. I am your host, Shauna DeMellon. Today, we have a very special guest, medium Jamie Breeze is here with us. Born with an inner sense of knowing, Jamie was aware of the spirit world from a very young age. At three years old, she began speaking openly about her past lives, about others around her that nobody else could see. By the age of 16, Jamie had begun working with spiritual healers who taught her how to develop her natural gifts, harness her insights, and learn different healing modalities. Over the years, Jamie's fascination with heaven, reincarnation, and with those who have crossed over, along with her training, has allowed her skills to flourish. Today, Jamie works with clients on an international basis and helps those connect to their loved ones on the other side, both people and pets. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you, Shauna, for having me. So amazing. Would you like to introduce yourself and and share how you became a medium and and what your specialty your niche is with you know our crossover fur babies and and everything that goes along with that sure um so i currently live in jasper national park up in the northern canadian rockies um i've been here for about 20 years and i think i've stayed here because of the energy of the mountains and it's such a good energy for me um i do feel it's a higher vibration which allows me a better place to work and connect with spirit on the other side um, I believe I became, um, I was a medium um, from birth. Now, I do remember always giving readings to my high school peers and even some of my teachers in high school, um, but I never fully understood that I was capable of doing this as a full-time profession. Um, I was told by a lot of other psychics and mediums that I was one and I needed to harness my abilities. But again, I never thought it was something that I could do. And it wasn't until my dog passed away four and a half years ago, um, that spirit just kind of started coming through to me. Um, it was almost like the sky opened and I was now a portal to um, deliver messages from the other side. Amazing. Um, yeah, so um, I can share an experience with you of um, something crazy and magical that happened to me one night after Breeze's transition. Um, I was sitting with a friend and we were just chit-chatting and all of a sudden there was this man or a, a young man standing in front of me and he told me his name, how he passed. He showed me exactly the moment before his transition, what had happened. Um, and he needed me to tell the girl who was with me that he needed to get a message to his sister who was still alive on this earth, who lived a few provinces over. So I began speaking to her about uh, what this gentleman was saying to me. And she realized it was a friend's brother who had passed in a car accident a year before. So what uh, the spirit needed, he needed me to give the message to this girl in front of me to give it to his sister on the other side of Canada. So it was kind of like a little bit of stepping stones to get the message across to his sister. But um, sure enough, 
his presence was very strong. He wasn't leaving me alone. I woke up mm -hmm. in the morning and he was standing over me while I was sleeping saying, come on, we need to get this message to my sister now. And so sure enough, um, my friends got the message to his sister, which she needed to hear, you know, she was struggling with her brother's death and she needed reassurance and just a bit of, um, yeah, reassurance that he's still with her, even though he's not in his physical body anymore. And I believe sometimes that's just exactly what we need when we grieve. And so that was the beginning of which led me to where I was today. Um, after that experience, I knew I couldn't deny it anymore. I couldn't shut it out. I didn't want to shut it out. I wanted to be that vessel of communication from those on the other side to their loved ones still here on earth. That is so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And I love what you said about, um, you know, that our loved ones are still with us. They're just not in their physical body anymore. And then that is something that I, you, you probably find this. I'm, I say it constantly all the time. I just, you know, I keep telling people, you know, your loved ones are with you. They're, they're around, they're with you. They, you know, they're, they're so excited. And it's like, they become our cheerleaders from the other side. And now, can you tell me about your, um, your flair, if you will, with uh, crossover fur babies? Crossover yeah. yeah. So um, after that experience with this individual, um, I started getting messages from my dog who had passed. Now, when I had her in the physical with me, um, we had such a deep, deep soul connection. I knew we were soulmates and people believe soulmates are like um, in human form and they love each other and they're destined to be together. But to me, my soulmate is my dog. We have spent many lives together. Um, and I was shown this over time with her and she actually um, made me aware that she was actually a horse in a past life of mine as well. So when she transitioned four and a half years ago, I just felt empty and I had no idea how I was going to go on another 40, 50 years, however long I live without her. And I, I just, I knew I couldn't do it. So after um, that spiritual experience I had, I started realizing, okay, so if I can connect with a human on the other side, why can't I connect with an animal? Mm -hmm. So I put it out there to the universe. And I was like, Breeze, if you're out there, I need you to come back to me in this life. Like, I don't want to do this without you. And so we started communicating and she started showing me different signs of when she'd be back, how I would find her, what she would look like. Um, and this went on for about a year and a half. And then the time came when she was to go into another dog's body. And that was interesting because she showed me the process of spirit going into a physical body and how that happens and what that looks like. And it was interesting because what it was, she was like this little puppy floating in the universe, but we were tethered by a cord together. And so that cord was actually going to be symbolic that she's going to come back to me. No matter where she is, we will find each other again. So I was given the date of her conception. Um, and then I researched that 
dogs are in gestation for only 90 days. So I had a good time frame of when she'd actually be born and she showed me where in the world she would be. Um, mind you, in a four hour radius of where in the world she would be. And that's kind of hard to find a puppy in that <laughs> span. Um, but she also showed me what her birth name was. Now, at the time, I didn't know that was her birth name. I thought that name was of the individual who had her. So for a few weeks, I was looking for a woman by the name of Zoe. And um, I was also given an image of what she looked like as well. And so long story short, after I literally knocked on people's doors in this small village west of me, um, I, it sounds creepy, but I stopped kids on the street asking if they knew of any puppies for sale, all this stuff. And then one day I saw her picture online and with the name Zoe and my partner who is kind of new to this stuff, he, you know, he's open and he's been very supportive, but this is all new to him. He saw this picture and he got goosebumps all over him. He couldn't stand. He's like, you need to call this woman now. That is our dog, Zoe. So sure enough, I called her and the next day we drove out and we're reunited with my dog in the physical. Um, so after that experience, I realized that I was communicating with animals and I started doing that at a very young age with my cat. Um, so I thought, well, this is interesting because it was so clear and almost effortless in a way that why can't I be a mediumship for the animal realm as well? And so then I started taking classes through the Gurney Institute in LA. Um, and that's led me to where I am today. And I feel like my specialty here is getting helping people to understand that their fur babies are still with them and grief for a, a pet can be as strong. And it sometimes could be even more than someone in your own family, depending on your relationship. And I realized there's not a lot of resources out there to help those grieving animals. Now there's more and more as I've seen, um, especially this last year, there's pet loss support groups. There's, um, counselors, there's psychiatrists for animal loss and books now. Um, but even I've seen a huge change in the past four years. I felt I was kind of left high and dry. I did seek counseling. I went to a grief counselor, a psychiatrist, and no one could give me the steps I needed to understand that Breeze was no longer in the physical with me. And that was very frustrating and upsetting. I became quite depressed and I was like, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. And now with animal communication and all these support networks, there is a way. And so what I like to do, Shauna, is I like to help people understand their animals are still with us. The veil between this world and the next is so thin that all you have to do is just trust. And I've learned that energy is everywhere. Energy speaks louder than words. And our spirit is energy. So just because we lose the physical body, it doesn't mean we've lost that soul. And what I think it's pretty wild that when the animals and I speak and when they want to deliver the messages to their moms or dads, 
the messages be- are so poetic at times. They're so beautiful. And I'm not a poet at all. I, you can ask any of my friends. I'm the worst at poetry. I'm the worst at writing. And when I write what the animals write or tell me, it's the most beautiful thing sometimes. Like they, it, it's incredible. And my goal is to give evidence. So I've been trained in evidentiary mediumship and animal communication, meaning I want to give you information that I shouldn't know. Mm -hmm. So it's not something I can Google or I can look through your Facebook, for example, and get information. I want to prove to you that your loved one or your animal is right beside you by giving you information that only they would know. And so that's what I've been trained to do. And that's what I like doing best. So I believe it's giving hope to those people who are still here. And I actually have a couple clients who I'm working with who were trying to get their animals to reincarnate back to them, which they will, but there's an interesting concept behind this. And what I've learned is many times, I'm not saying this is always, but in my experience, you yourself have to learn something before the animals can come back. So for example, I'm working with one client right now where she has to learn how to trust herself. Um, She has to learn to go within completely, fully trust herself, her intuition, and give herself more self-love and self-care. And once she learns that, then her animal is going to be able to come back. Um, I've also heard of an Um, a story where one woman wanted her cat to come back and she this woman's had to learn that she had to enjoy being by herself she had to enjoy herself as a person have fun with herself be able to be on her her own and not be so dependent on another individual or another cat so by her having to um, go within understand herself fully, then her cat was able to come back. Does that make sense? (laughs) I know that's a lot of information. I think it's, I think it's beautiful. Um, You know, and it's interesting that, you know, you've mentioned how some people grieve the loss of a pet even deeper than, than a human connection. And I've experienced that personally. And I've, I've, you know, read for so many people over the years and worked with so many people that, you know, that when that unconditional love that that animal gave them is gone, it is absolutely devastating, absolutely Mm -hmm. devastating. And it's, it's so true. You know, when, when I lost my little dog, Jesse, I was depressed for, for weeks. I mean, we, and he'd been sick for a while. And so we knew that eventually, you know, the, the time was going to run out. We knew that eventually that was coming, but it's not something that, that, that you can prepare yourself for. I mean, you know, you, you, you would come home after, after a tough day and you just see that face that had no judgment, that face that just had unconditional love and their energy. And you just, to see their face light up every time they saw you. I mean, it's just, it's, it, again, it's that unconditional love and absolutely. And I think, um, I think for, um, for people you know, who have lost loved ones, uh, you know, it's, it's similar. It's, you know, what I've experienced is that, you know, a lot of times that soul on the other side, they can't continue on the other side, continue their soul's growth and journey because they're still so tethered that grief and that heaviness and the loss and 
all of that energy is still um, anchoring their energy to their loved one. And so I've seen so many times, as I'm sure you have as well, where we've had to disconnect that energy so that the, that soul could continue their journey on the other side, whatever that was going to look like, and then allow the person here to continue with their healing and their growth, knowing that that connection is still there, knowing that love never dies, knowing that their loved one, you know, may come back into their world at some point. And so um, absolutely, I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And it's oftentimes there can be that block when things are not um, shifting or changing. Oftentimes we're trying to control it or we're holding on to something or we're not willing to let something go. And so that's a lot of, uh, a lot of the work that I do as you do as well is just really opening those channels up so that it can be whatever it needs to be and really getting out of our own way and, and allowing it to be whatever it needs to be. And I find it so fascinating. So do you, um, I mean, I've, I've channeled horses, there was a chinchilla, there was an iguana, birds, cats, dogs. Have you channeled the gamut of pets as well? I haven't actually, I haven't had the opportunity yet. I'm really excited to, my main animals are cats and dogs. However, I recently, um, channeled with a rat in someone's house amazing <laughs> um yeah so we're still kind of currently working on it um so she's kind of nesting in under someone's trailer and the woman she doesn't want to get an exterminator or anything like that so we're we've talked to the rat and it's interesting because this rat she's come through so elegant and so beautiful and so wise that it's definitely made me look at rats in a very different way. Um, and she just wants the best for her family. So we're, we're giving her a bit of time right now and we're gently trying to help her get out and to a safer environment, meaning the forest around where they live. Um, yeah, so that's the most interesting animal that I've been working with so far. <laughs> Um, yeah. And she told me she wanted her name to is Harriet. She wanted Harriet. to be named Harriet. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it's funny because my mom is terrified of mice and rats. And so I had to tell my mom, like, you know, this rat is coming through so beautiful and so wise and so ladylike, mm -hmm. which was interesting to me. So it just, it just reminded me like, how honorable and how precious and how individual all animals are and that they all have feelings and emotion and they're all sensitive and they just want exactly what we want, you know, to be heard, to be loved, to be respected. They want their families to be safe. They don't want, they have emotion, they have grief, everything about them. So I found that quite interesting and unique, but I'm really excited to have an opportunity to work with other animals as well. But mainly to answer your question, it's been cats and dogs, pretty much domestic. Yeah. Nice. I love that. And are there any other, um, any other stories that are special to you that you would like to share with our listeners? Well, there is this one that happened recently um, with a cat on the other side. So when I communicate with animals who are on the other side, it is very common for them to bring your human loved ones through as well. 
Um, so Kat will be with grandma or mom. And it's interesting because then we'll get both a human soul and an animal soul communicating, which I find is always fun. Um, but a good tip that I recently learned with this one cat who was from New York, he showed me kind of like a vessel from us to them on the other side. And when I, I'm going to use the word prayer. So it doesn't matter what religion you are, if you're religious or not, what they wanted to show us is that when we pray or speak to them, it is literally like a tube to them. Um, and they didn't show me like a telephone. Some people use the word telephone, but they showed me like a tube going to them and they hear everything we say to them. So if you're lying in bed grieving and you're thinking about them and talking to them, the message they wanted to share was, we hear everything you want to say to us. So if you ever have doubt and you're not sure that your loved ones can hear you on the other side, just give it a try because what they were showing me is everything we pray or say to them it is received. And I thought that was very powerful because it just kind of reopened my eyes to like, yeah, like you don't have to be a medium or a psychic or an animal communicator to connect with your loved ones on the other side. All you have to do is just take a moment and talk to them in your mind or even out loud and they will hear it. Um, another cool thing is that they do leave us signs everywhere, um, dimes, coins, um, they'll turn on the radio a lot. And a lot of people do have special songs with their pets. And it's not uncommon for um, my clients to be driving in the car and they just turn on the radio and that song is there. Um, and that is from them. And the animals will share this information with me. So then their parents do know that it did come from them. So those are some cool little tidbits and stories um, that I've, I've had happen a lot. That's amazing. I love that. I love, I love everything that you're sharing with, with all of our listeners today. And, and it's um, for, for people that haven't had that connection with a pet and haven't lost a pet. It's um, it's very it's very difficult for for humans to understand that connection if they haven't experienced it. And um, you know, I've I've found um, you know, people would say you know when Jesse was gone, oh well, he was old, not a big deal. You knew that he was sick. Yeah, it's fine. You just get another dog. It's not a big deal. And so it's it's interesting. I find you know, and then whereas other people that have had that that incredibly deep connection with with a pet are just, they want to hear the story and they understand and they can feel the energy. And, and it's just, it's, it's just such a beautiful experience to be able to share that. And I'm, I'm so glad to hear that there are more um, resources for people. I mean, you know, I'm, I channel, um, you know, people, I channel the dead people. And so every now and again, there's an animal that comes through, but I mean, there's just, there's so many more resources, you know, for the people that I work with. And I'm just, I'm so relieved and so glad to hear that there are so many different resources for healing for people that have lost those pets. I mean, those, those animals are like, uh, like a lifeline. They are like, um, you know, an emotional support. And, you know, it's funny, I, I, I was, um, um, 
someone had said, you know, here in Calgary, we'd, we'd had another lockdown uh, just before Christmas and, and, you know, people were, you know, really struggling with that and shifting. And I said, you know, I'm so thankful that I have my cat because I live alone right now. And so I'm so thankful that I have my cat because he is like my, my emotional support cat. <laughs> and he is, he's just lovely. And so it's, you know, they become our companions, they become our friends. And, and I just, I love that. And I love the work that you're doing. I think it's, I think it's so valuable. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us before we wrap things up? Um, I guess what I what the main point is is our the veil between this life and the next again is so paper thin. Um, when we do have grief, though, we tend to make it thicker, which makes sense. But if you just trust that energy is everywhere, um, even for those people who are very scientific and stuff, you understand that there's energy in um, a table, a chair, energy is everywhere. So how can our energy disappear? It doesn't. Mm -hmm. So once you start trusting that and understanding that it's right beside us, you'll start to feel and hear and maybe even see vision at time. And again, you don't have to be a psychic or a medium to do this. Like everyone has um, the ability to feel the next world because it is so, so close to us. It's right beside us. Um, so if, if you're skeptic, just remember energy. It, it's all around us in every single thing. So the soul is energy. The spirit is energy. So it's there. All you have to do is just reach out. And you don't even have to tell people that you're trying to communicate with your mom or dad or grandma on the other side. Just do it in your own personal time. And you're going to start seeing changes. And I guarantee you, you're going to feel lighter and higher vibration um, because they're going to come in and just lift you up. And that veil will get thinner and thinner and thinner. The more you speak to them, the more you talk to them, the more you acknowledge everything. Acknowledging is key as well. If, if you know that song comes on the radio that was special to you and so-and-so, and you haven't heard it since their passing, acknowledge that they sent that to you. Yes. Um, and by, by acknowledging it more, you'll get more signs and more clues and more feeling that your loved one is around you. I think that's very important for us to invite that world to us because we as human beings have free will. So spirit isn't going to necessarily intervene with us because of our free will. We have to allow that to come in and ask them for guidance and help. Um, because that's what our thing is on earth is our free will. So if I need help from my grandma who passed, I'm going to invite her in to help me because she can't intervene in that unless I do. Right. Yeah. So right. that's, that's kind of what I've learned. And it's, it helped a lot of people in my life who have been skeptics and who are still learning to understand about the energies and how we connect to them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And beautifully said, so beautifully said, and you know, it's, I love how you, you said that, you know, we have free will. And so a lot of people are, um, I find, um, you know, people are, are sometimes terrified that they're going to connect into something evil, that something's going to take them over, that something bad's going to happen. And, and you know, it, it, it couldn't be any further from the truth. You know, I, I love to debunk all the Hollywood stuff. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know what, 
are there different energies on the planet that we probably don't want to connect with? Yes. Just like there, there are really great humans and some not so great humans, right? Like it's for me, you know, I explain it that way that it's, you know, there's some bad apples walking around in human bodies and there are some bad apples in spirit. And so, you know, we focus on the good ones and, and I love what you said earlier, it's about trusting and it's, it's really about um, our, our healing and, you know, thinning that veil. And, um, you know, oftentimes there are certain things that, that people are doing and grief is, is the biggest thing. There are certain things that people are doing that they're not allowing those messages to flow through and not allowing, you know, the, the healing and the energy and, and making that connection. And, and you're absolutely right. I mean, everyone has the ability, the gifts and the abilities to connect with the other side. It's just, do you want to step into that realm? And, you know, what I found over the years is people will either be so intrigued by what I do, or they'll just be like, nope, I'm <laughs> not going there, not interested. And so I love that. Um, I love the work that you do. And I love the, um, the messages that you're delivering and, and uh, connecting everyone with their, their, their people and their fur babies on the other side. I think that's so important and such beautiful, beautiful work. I thank you so much for joining us today. Now, how, how can people reach you? How can people find you? Do you have a website? I do have a website. It's jamiebreeze.com. So Jamie is spelled J-A-I-M-E and then breeze.com. And I'm also on Instagram as the mountain medium. So if you're on Instagram, come check it out. I have some fun pictures on there and you'll see Breeze, my reincarnated dog in both forms. Actually, you'll see pictures of her. So um, yeah, please reach out and um, I'd love to work with you and answer any further questions anyone has. And yeah, I'm open to anything. So I hope to hear from everyone. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much, Shauna, for having me on today. Thank you.